0: Greetings, everyone. A few words of announcement before we get started today. Uh, The first is to simply say Happy Mother's Day to all of our mothers out there and to all of those who serve in motherly roles in various ways. Uh, We want you to know that we value your work, that we pray for you as you go about that work. We know how critical you are to the development of our children, both in sort of physical ways, but also in spiritual ways. And so we pray, God, that he would continue to give you his Holy Spirit Spirit in order that you might do that work well, that you might know when you think you haven't done that work well, that your sins are forgiven in Christ, and that you might be just given increasing joy uh, in those blessings of children that God has given. Uh, the second thing I wanna mention again is simply that the newsletters have been produced. Uh, many of you should have seen them already in your mailbox and some of you have picked them up. Uh, if you have not got that, uh, those, those newsletters should be coming out soon to you. Uh, and if by the end of the week you haven't seen anything yet, uh, please do reach out and we'll make sure that we get you one. Bible study also continues each Wednesday. A new Bible study is posted on the book of Titus. uh, And I hope those are being edifying to you. uh, And I encourage you to look for them each week and then send me comments, feedback, questions, anything you have. Uh, Also continue to check the website and the Facebook page for updates. That's both uh, updates as far as prayer requests uh, that people have made. We're trying to keep those uh, on our Facebook pages, especially so that you can uh, keep up with what's going on with the members uh, of uh, the congregation. Um, So uh, check there regularly if you are able uh, so that you can see what you could add to your own prayer list. Uh, The other thing is obviously Uh, This date of May 18th is drawing near uh, and so continue to keep an eye on the website and on Facebook as well. Uh, to find out what will be the next step uh, in both of our congregations. Finally, again, you can continue to send in your offering envelopes, as many of you have been doing faithfully. Just place those inside a regular envelope and mail it to the church, or you can also uh, drop it by at peace uh, if that's easier for you as well. Um, I think that is everything for today. Um, We hope uh, that you are doing well. Again, if you have any particular needs, uh, please reach out to myself or one of the other church leaders, and we'd be happy to try to help you. God's peace be with you. We turn now to continue to celebrate. He is risen. Amen. risen indeed. Hallelujah! Our service for today is Divine Service Setting 1. If you have a hymnal in your home, you can find that on page 150. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. confess our sins to God in a moment of silence to the glory of your holy name. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us, and for his sake God forgives us all our sin. To those who believe in Jesus Christ, he gives power to become the children of God and bestows on them the Holy Spirit. May the Lord, who has begun this good work in us, bring it to completion on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Our introit for today comes to us from Psalm 30 and Psalm 149. Praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song, his praise in the assembly of the godly. I will extol you, O Lord, for you have drawn me up and have not let my foes rejoice over me. O Lord, my God, I cried to you for help and you have healed me. O Lord, you have brought up my soul from Sheol. You restored me to life from among those who go down to the pit. Sing praises to the Lord, O you his saints, and give thanks to his holy name. For his anger is but for a moment, and his favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may tarry for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song, His praise in the assembly of the... In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For this holy house and for all who normally offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Help, save, comfort, and defend us. Gracious Lord, amen. We sing together the hymn of praise, This is the
1: Feast. This is the Feast of
0: Let us, O God, you make the minds of your faithful to be of one will. Grant that we may love what you have commanded and desire what you have promised, that among the many changes of this world our hearts may be fixed where true joys are found. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The first reading for the fifth Sunday of Easter is from Acts chapter 6 and 7. Now in these days, when the disciples were increasing in number, a complaint by the Hellenists arose against the Hebrews, because their widows were being neglected in the daily distribution. And the twelve summoned the full number of the disciples and said, It is not right that we should give up preaching the word of God to serve tables. Therefore, brothers, These they set before the apostles, and they prayed and laid their hands on them, and the word of God continued to increase. And the number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many of the priests became obedient to the faith. And Stephen, full of grace and power, was doing great wonders and signs among the people. Then some of those who belonged to the synagogue of the freedmen, as it was called, and of the Cyrenians and the Alexandrians, and of those from Sicily and Asia, rose up and disputed with Stephen. And Stephen said, Brothers and fathers, hear me, you stiff-necked people, uncircumcised in heart and ears, you always resist the Holy Spirit, as your fathers did, so do you. Which of the prophets did not your fathers persecute, and they killed those who announced beforehand the coming of the righteous one, whom you have now betrayed and murdered, you who received the law as delivered by angels, and did not keep it. Now when they heard these things, they were enraged, and they ground their teeth at him. But he, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God, and Jesus, standing at the right hand of God, he said, Behold, I see the heavens open, and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. But they cried out with a loud voice, and stopped their ears, and rushed together at him. Then they cast him out of the city, and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their garments at the feet of a young man named Saul. As they were stoning, he cried out, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit!" And falling to his knees, he cried out with a loud voice, Lord do not hold this sin against And when he had said that, he fell asleep. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The epistle is from First Peter chapter 2. Like newborn infants, long for the pure spiritual milk, that by it you may grow up salvation. If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good, as you come to him, a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God precious and... and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. They stumble because they disobey the word as they were destined to do. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have mercy. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Alleluia. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 14th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself that where I am, you may also, and you know the way to where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on, you do know him, have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is enough for us. Jesus said to him, or else believe on account of the works themselves. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do, and greater works than these will he, because I am going to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. We confess our common faith together in the words of the Nicene. who with the Father and the Son together is worshiped and glorified, who spoke by the prophet. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sin, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. <laughs> is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. The text that calls for our attention this Lord's Day is our gospel reading from John chapter 14, where Jesus says, no one comes to the Father except grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father then, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Over the last couple of months, various things have been done to protect human life. I'm quite certain that those listening to this sermon have differing opinions on whether all of those things were necessary or not. But I am also equally certain that almost everyone listening to this sermon has taken at least some practical steps to protect other people's lives and whether they admit it or not, to protect their own. And if you have changed even one thing in your life, You have had to be rather intentional to do so because the new way you're doing things is simply not your normal way of living. So if you're gonna wear a mask you have to remember to actually take that mask with you and you have to remember to put it on. If you're gonna remain socially distanced from everyone you have to remind yourself of that when you come into a space Where you normally interact quite closely if you think there's information that needs to be shared with others well then you actually have to take the time to share that information communicate it in one form or another as i was thinking about all of this this week and reading our gospel lesson it made me wonder something do we take such practical steps in order to guard the eternal life that jesus offered to all are we as disciplined or intentional about that as we are about something that affects our earthly lives i mean forget the virus for a second we take dietary theories and run with them all the time making big changes in what we're buying at the grocery store people who grew up when i did loaded up on a ton of carbs because the food pyramid told us that meat would kill us nowadays bread is almost viewed as contraband in a lot of homes due to the newer dietary trends. Now, please don't send me messages after you watch this sermon about which dietary trend is right and which one is wrong and how you know, because that's not the point of the sermon, and if you did so, you'd only be making my point about how much we care about protecting our earthly life. We change our lives, indeed, a lot, based on what people theorize about various things. But often, we don't change our lives a whole lot on what we assert is objectively and eternally true, based on the word. Of God. And when we don't do those things, when we don't make changes based on those truths, well, we show we ultimately don't value eternal life as much as we claim we do. We as Christians know that this life is but for a matter of years, but eternal life is for an endless parade of years. And yet we don't always show forth that conviction in our daily lives. Jesus says in our reading for today that he was going to leave earth in order to go and prepare many rooms for those he would come and gather on the last day. He then goes on to say the only people that are going to be able to join him and the Father there in those rooms are those who come to the Father, him. He says that he alone is the way, that no one will come to the Father except through him. Now that is a profound truth, that one can only enjoy eternal life with the Father if they come to him, the Son. Now i know that most of you listening to this this day know this truth and i hope most of you believe it strongly that you're not buying into the idea that there are other ways to end up in heaven but if you believe it what i want you to consider this day is this what are the practical implications of that profound your life what should it mean for your day-to-day life and what does it mean to put it back in our current context In order that you would not get sick or make others sick you are doing things like washing your hands for a longer period of time than you would have imagined you're making sure you don't touch your face as often as you would naturally you're staying in or around your home a lot more often than usual and you do all of this because either you believe or someone you value believe that this is what we must do indeed we are taking practical steps because of our beliefs or the beliefs of someone else. But what are the practical implications of your belief that eternal life is even more important than this earthly life? And your knowledge that the only way to have that is Jesus Christ. Let's begin by thinking about the implications of this for your own life each day. What does it mean for you personally to believe that eternal life is only available through Jesus? Well, I would ask you this, in this time, are you making sure that in your home, all of those that are in your home, those that you are responsible for, are actually gathering around Jesus? That they are hearing his word, that you're discussing what that means for your life each day? Are you praying to Jesus that he might get you through not only these days, but that he would give to you that eternal life that is his alone to give, that he would deliver you with that life one day to those rooms he has gone to prepare? Are you singing praises to him, knowing that even if the most destructive thing this earth could offer up was actually on the loose, well, that not even that could steal from you the kingdom that god has given you the eternal life that he has given you to live surely our concern for eternal life though should also go beyond our own life just like we say right now that most of the stuff we are doing is for others health in order that they might not get sick or die well we as christians should also have a concern for other people's possession of the eternal life that only Jesus offered. But here is where taking practical steps based on that truth perhaps is often most lacking. I mean, if you truly believe that your neighbor who lives next will not be welcomed with you into those eternal rooms to dwell with the Father and the Son forever, but instead will suffer eternal torment, what ought you to do? What should that profound truth mean in terms of practical implication in this regard ultimately there's only one silver bullet that God has given us to use and that's the actual speaking of the gospel to that person who does not know it only that can actually bring salvation but what practical steps could you take that might lead you to the opportunity to do just that to share the gospel with someone during this time I watched an online presentation that was largely about what churches should be thinking about as they reopen but in the midst of that conversation there was a pastor who was invited to speak about what he simply calls neighboring it obviously reflects on Jesus's words to love our neighbor I won't get you into everything he said but what I do want to share with you today is just a simple thing suggested he suggested that perhaps the easiest way to love our neighbor is to first sit down and simply identify who are our eight sets of closest neighbors. Geographic. Is it eight people or eight family units that live in the same apartment complex as you? Is it eight people that live in your neighborhood or eight family units? Is it Someone who lives on the farm down the country road and the person that lives after them. Well, he suggests we should be identifying those people in order that we might in the long term have a chance to love. To love them in a uniquely Christian way by meeting their needs and eventually to share the gospel with them. I know right now, identifying those eight people might seem a little bit more challenging. Or if identifying them isn't hard, actually getting to know them, which is the next step, might be even harder. It's hard to figure out how you get to know someone when you can't stand within six feet of them. But even with that being said, there are still ways. You could still yell a hello across your yard to theirs. Or you could pick up a phone and call them and just ask them how they're doing in this time. But even if you find it so hard to be able to figure out a way to get to know your neighbors in this time, well then I would encourage you simply to use this time to make that list of who those eight people or eight family are identify them so that when things get a little bit more eve around, then you'll be ready to start getting to know them in order that you might love them by meeting their needs and by sharing with them Jesus. Yes, we want to share the gospel because we believe that only through the sharing of that gospel about Jesus Christ can one come to know the Father and spend eternal life In those eternal rooms that jesus has gone prepare yes we should let the profound truths that we know have practical implication in our daily life for if they don't others would be right to suggest that maybe we don't really believe those things as strongly as we as you know in this day and age in this time that we're living in it is no doubt those who are most convinced of the danger of the virus that are taking the most practical steps to try to guard themselves and others against And in this sense, it should be the same among us in the sense that the more we actually believe the truths that God has revealed to us in the word, there should be more practical ways that people see that we believe that truth in our lives. So let us return today to God. Let us admit to him that often our lives perhaps do not match up with our beliefs as they ought. Let us admit to him that often, people perhaps can see much more of a concern that we have for earthly life than they can see the concern we have for eternal life, both for ourselves and for them. Let's tell Jesus, we no longer want to walk in those old ways, but we desire to walk in in newness of life. For that's exactly what he's promised to deliver to us. Because of Jesus' death and resurrection, new life is yours to be lived out right. We no longer have to be slaves to unrighteousness. No, we can instead be servants of our God. Placing our mind on things above rather than simply keeping them locked into earthly things alone. We can put our mind on things like those rooms that Jesus has gone to prepare. They'll soon come to gather us. For yes, he is coming soon. That is his promise. To take us to those eternal rooms. Thanks be to God. He has forgiven us. And he has given us a life that knows no end. We have come to the Father through the Son, Jesus. And so we can sing our alleluias without end, both now and once we are gathered into those eternal rooms forever, amen. Then may the peace of God, which passes all human understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord, amen. As newborn infants who long for the pure spiritual milk, so let us come before the Lord seeking his mercy with confidence that his grace will be sufficient for all of our Almighty Father, everlasting God, your Son has revealed to us that you are a merciful Lord. Give to us your Holy Spirit that we may believe in him whom you have sent and do the greater works he has told us we will do in his name. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord God, you have promised to build up your church to be a holy priesthood, that your people might offer the spiritual sacrifices of praise and thanksgiving acceptable to you. Bless your church and bring all congregations back together again Bless all pastors in this time who proclaim Christ to us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Holy God, your power brought all things to being and still you preserve what you have made. Bless our president, the Congress of these United States, our governor, and all elected and appointed civil servants, that they may honor you and serve your purposes, establishing order and justice, encouraging virtue and protecting all human. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. O merciful Father, you have compassion upon the sick and those in need and have promised not to ignore them in their affliction bless the sick with healing those who suffer with strength and patience and the dying with peace hear us on behalf of those who have requested our prayers including pamela berge peggy harris larry Alm, tom Koski, elaine steeg dorothy mccuskey jody shelton dennis van gilder and john zabraski as they fight also be with bev newman who is in hospice care at home Watch over Jenny Alleman as she recovers after a minor stroke. Be with Glenn Hemphill, who will soon have a pacemaker installed. Receive our thanks for returning Randy Bridenstine back to Elderwood after his heart. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Gracious God, you have established the home and blessed those who show us your love. Bless all mothers, the children in their care. Bless all families and make their homes places of blessing and love. Where your word is spoken, forgiveness reigns, and your love is... Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, you have given us the wisdom of faith through the Spirit that we might know your Son to be the way, the truth, and the life. Bless all those who teach and all those who learn that the goal of our knowledge may be to know Christ and to make him. Do not let your word be bound, but let it have free course among us. Preserve those who are in isolation from idleness, and instead let our minds be renewed in scripture and prayer. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Eternal Father of an eternal mercy, you have raised up witnesses in every age and blessed us with those who endure suffering and even death for being faithful to you. We give you thanks for those faithful saints and martyrs, and we pray that you would make us strong, that when we face any test, we may be brought at last to them in the joy of your presence, in the glory of everlasting. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Compassionate Father, you are not aloof from the needs of this body and life, and you have called us to love our neighbor in need and give aid to the poor. Give us courage and faith that we might not fear sharing the resources that you have supplied with those who live in want. We ask God that you would let your love be perfected among us, that it might drive out all of our selfishness. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We praise you, O God, for your goodness in hearing the prayers of your people and granting us confidence to approach your throne of mercy. Hear us now in the name and for the sake of our Lord Jesus Christ through whom, with whom, and in whom, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, both now and forevermore. Amen. We pray the Lord's Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you...